Welcome to the Hoops and Recreation podcast. The NBA season is over, but we're here to fill that basketball-shaped void in your week. I'm your co-host for today, Matt, and with me, as always, the biggest thing in basketball to come out of the year 1985, Mark? Make it a stronger return than Dennis Schroeder's hairline. Ooh, and your sixth man of the year every year, Wardy. Hey, dudes. We have a great episode for you today with lots to talk about, so let's get started. Right, guys, we're back. Uh, I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but I feel like forever since I've been sat here on a Monday evening talking basketball with you two. But uh, what have you guys been up to in our off-season holidays? Is it Cancun, time with the family? What's the last couple of weeks been looking like for you guys? Uh, I've most recently just been chilling out on the farm, dipping in the reservoir, eating tons of barbecue, having a few drinks, listening to 90s hip-hop. It's like the summer has started. That sounds like the same summer Charles Barkley probably had when he was playing at the NBA. <laughs> Mostly the barbecue stuff, yeah. Yeah. No one was thrown through a window. <laughs> sounds unfortunate. Not that, not, yeah, not that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, we can't confirm on the podcast. <laughs> What about you, Mark? How's the last couple of weeks been for you? I was in Paris uh, for half of it, which was amazing. I was at the the Key 54 um, World Street Ball Championships, which was superb. Mate, you just like casually dropping in there. Like, oh, I've, I've been in Paris for the off-season. Like, I don't know if you guys listen to... Uh, um, uh, the, the podcast, uh, Paul George's podcast, Podcast P, they had Draymond Green on recently and he was like, yeah, sorry guys, I was supposed to be here last week, but I was on holiday, so I went to Paris. Like that, As soon as you said, like, oh, I was just in Paris for half of it, it's like, oh, you out there chilling with Draymond or? Everybody was in Paris, like either just before or whilst we were in Paris. Like when we were there, Tiana Taylor was there, Jason Tatum was there, Zion was there, Luca was there, oh, wow. Williams was there. I sat next to Lethal Shooter and watched the finals. Um, oh, cool. met, met Kevin Serafin. Uh, people might remember he used to play for the Wizards. Really cool guy. Super nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, watched the uh, the number two prospect uh, after Victor Webanyama from France um, and a 20-year-old uh, point guard take home the uh, the MVP in a championship oh, wow. for the second year in a row with, with his team winning. Um, and it was the 20th anniversary of the tournament, so it was it was pretty big. Um, it was yeah, it was really good fun. Good couple of days out there, and also went to the Pagal Court, which I've been dying to go to for years as well. So that was uh, one knocked off the off the bucket list, and met an NCAA player there as well, and oh, threw wow. some alley oops, which was fun. Yeah, and then just sort of ate everything under the sun, really, as you do in Paris. Had a, had a really good time. Sounds like a trip. Looking at your Instagram, it just basically seemed like however many days of basketball, food, sightseeing, and sneakers. And I definitely wasn't jealous whatsoever. It's not like I like all of those things. So, yeah. What have you been doing? Yeah, and you, you you went and saw Elton John, so... Oh, yeah, to be I went to Glastonbury, yeah. I was going to say, I was literally about to say I did absolutely nothing. But no, I went to Glastonbury, survived this year. Uh, last year when I went, I came home and thought that uh, death would have been more pleasant than how I was feeling and uh, somehow managed to come back unscathed. But yeah, it was, it, it was a fantastic uh weekend saw far too much music and yeah i'm i'm, I'm still suffering from the post glastonbury blues even now favorite performer it's oh, a hard one i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say arctic monkeys uh, i've never seen arctic monkeys since i was in college absolutely loved them so that was like a, a big you saying that you were ticking things off your bucket list going to paris that was a, a big off the bucket list uh for me but even 
I wouldn't necessarily have gone to see him, but I know you said we've just seen Elton John. Like actually being in that crowd was absolutely ridiculous. Like to be there with what seemed like 150,000 people um, and like you couldn't look in any direction without seeing a flare going off, fireworks, like flashing lights. It was just, especially when it got dark, it was it was so good. And you also, I also didn't realise until being there that Elton John has some bangers. As much as people don't always think about it, Elton John has some bangers. And every song you were like, oh shit, I know this one. And it was it was great. It was good fun. Brilliant. I love how you didn't realise that Elton John had some bangers. Like He was just famous for having rubbish songs. Well, yeah, but like with older acts like that, you just think, oh, it's, it's, it's of its time, right? Like you just think it's, it's of its time. I'm sure during Elton John's heyday, he was absolutely amazing. But the dude's like 80 years old. He could barely walk. I don't know if you guys have seen the memes of like him walking out on stage. It was more like a, a shuffle. And the most energetic he got for the entire performance was at the end of every song, he stood up from his chair, turned 90 degrees, waved at the crowd and sat back down. Uh, other than that, he just basically spent the whole time sat behind his piano. But yeah, for someone of his age... Sounds like Wardy at work. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, the lady who sits next to me, she's always got the radio on like classic hits and I hear Elton John at least twice every day. So yeah, I could be the new Elton John. <laughs> I have to up- upgrade my glasses a little bit. I was just about to say that, Wardy. you got to get the upgrade on the glasses and you could be Elton John as well. I love it. Uh, well, guys, let's, let's bring it back to basketball because I'm sure as much as I would sit here and fill an entire podcast of uh, uh, my Glastonbury antics, you don't need to wind me up too much to, for me to talk Glastonbury. Uh, since our little hiatus... There's been just too much basketball news, like just too much stuff going on. Since we recorded an episode, obviously, we've had the draft, uh, we've had free agency starting, all sorts. But before we kind of get into to, to the nitty gritty of it, we'll jump straight into our one word headlines, because it's normally how we uh, start every single one of our episodes. For any new listeners, first of all, welcome. And to explain this part of the podcast, uh, every single week, I present Mark with a series of NBA headlines. Uh, Mark will then simply give me a single word or short phrase as a response mark uh you kind of dusted yourself off off, off a little bit are you uh you ready yeah it feels like it's been a minute i've got some little wayne coming though early so oh okay i like it uh so we'll, we'll jump straight into it with uh <laughs> headline number one uh anthony edwards tyrese halliburton lamello ball and desmond bain all sign max rookie extensions to the value of 260 million dollars each young money <laughs> I knew that was coming. Headline number two, second year stars shine in summer league with Jabari Smith Jr. scoring 38 points in win over the Pistons. I'm the rookie and the vet. Oh, I like that. Uh, headline number three, Victor Wenbanyama makes his summer league debut with a modest nine points, eight rebounds, three assists and a casual five blocks. First the worst, second the best. Ooh. It felt like it in that game. It felt like it in that game. <laughs> Took it way back then. <laughs> way back to primary school with that. It was all about game two. It was all about all game about two. Game two. We'll, get to, we'll get to it later. And and with that, with your uh, kind of logic, first the worst, second the best, I'm assuming that means that Scoot Henderson probably has a hairy chest. But anyways, uh, headline, <laughs> headline number four. <laughs> <laughs> headline number four uh patty mills has had a busy off season because patty mills finds himself on four different nba teams this off season after being traded three times finding himself currently with the atlanta hawks run of the mills oh that was a good one i like that one uh, yeah i'm and... quite pleased with that one <laughs> 
<laughs> last but not least, uh, the NBA announces new in-season tournaments for the 2023-2024 season. This is an exciting one. It's the Coca-Cola Cup. <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively the silver medal yeah but uh yeah and anyone who uh who, who listens to, to football will know that this is just the league cup they've just reinvented the league cup the coca-cola cup as we we love to call it even though i think it's a carabao cup now. yeah but it's had about 100 different names isn't it so yeah it's, it's, it's always going to be the coca-cola cup isn't it yeah. whatever it's called it's the coca-cola cup <laughs> oh dear well I tell you what, you've had a couple of weeks off, Mark, but sometimes rest makes you better. And I feel like that's exactly what's happened here. You've done good there, mate. You've done good there. Uh, right. Very good. I enjoyed those. There we go. Well, as I said, we've got so much to talk about uh, during this episode. Uh, I mean, even with us trying to almost uh, be selective in, in the subjects that we want to talk about. But I think really it makes sense for us to start with free agency because that's really one of the biggest talking points uh, over the last few weeks. I feel like this has been one of the busiest free agencies to date. There has been huge signings. There have been extensions, the movement from almost every single team. It's been absolutely mad. So what we're basically going to do to kind of give our thoughts on uh, free agency and also to update listeners, uh, there might be some listeners out there that haven't, uh, that aren't as sad as us and uh, spent the time reading every single team and all of the moves that they've made. Uh, and what we're going to do is Mark is going to run us through all of the different moves uh, or all the different signings, sorry, from all of the teams. And what we're basically going to do is rank the moves that we like, and we're going to call that a swish, uh, the moves that we dislike, a brick, and the meh, meh, the, 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 the so-so moves, uh, which is a wedgie. Um, Mark, over to you, mate. Thanks very much. And it's a wedgie because they haven't really gone anywhere. They, they, yeah. they, they might be better, they might be where they haven't really gone anywhere. yeah. yeah, yeah. So. So we're going to go through each team alphabetically uh, and we're just going to run down the biggest moves uh, made by those teams. And then uh, Wardy and Matt, I'm just going to ask you for yet a really quick swish, brick or wedgie. Um, I'm ready. And if we want to spend a bit of time on them, we can. Um, And uh, listeners, if you want to play at home, play along at home at the same time and uh, say whether you think that that team's made a swish, a brick or a wedgie, then please do. Just before you start, Mark, I really like the idea of with listeners playing along. I really like the idea of someone like driving to work, just kind of (laughs) shouting wedgie out in their car all on their own. (laughs) Or in the office and just shouting wedgie out kind of makes me happy. So I'm quite really happy that we've now gone with these three words. You make it sound like that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that someone's driving and they're trying to do a swish. Like, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So starting uh, in Atlanta with the Hawks. The Hawks have re-signed DeJounte Murray to a four-year extension. They also let go of John Collins uh, in a trade with the Jazz, which gave them Rudy Gay, which they have since (laughs) parted ways with and have acquired Patty Mills, although it may be that he's not staying. So solidly, Atlanta Hawks, DeJounte Murray extension. What we got? This is a big wedgie to me. Like I feel like this is a this is a big wedgie. I mean, you could also argue maybe a brick for getting rid of John Collins, but that's been on the table for basically since he signed doesn't it really so i'm gonna say a tentative wedgie this is a brick for me Ooh. hey boston celtics their big move was acquiring chris Dapp's poor zingas uh, in a three-team trade with the wizards and grizzlies a move which saw 
Marcus Smart move away from the team, their longest tenured player, move over to the Grizzlies? Is that a swish, a brick, or a wedgie? Woody, I'll let you go first with this one because I'm still making my mind up. Me a swish. Oh, you like Pozingas over Smart, okay. I, I like I like it. Is it? It's a solid move. We got, I'm hopeful he can just fit in. Um, no, you know, no expectations. So, yeah, let's go, swish. I'm going to go with back-to-back wedgies. And the reason why I say that is because Chris Apps Porzingis gives them a little bit of size inside, but they've they're already okay there with Grant uh, Grant Williams and um, uh, Al Horford, and all it's done is taken away defense from the the, the guard spot. Um, plus, we saw in the playoffs there was this kind of battle as to who's going to be the offensive leader between um, Brown and Tatum, and now you're throwing in Kristaps Porzingis, who's going to want to shoot every three known to man. So I don't really think this improves them, despite a lot of people saying it does. He's definitely going to be the third option. Of course, um, yeah. Also, don't forget they did lose Grant Williams as well, which we'll dip into in a little while. Yeah. I, I think if, if they can work out the rotation of Robert Williams, Al Horford and Porzingis, mm. I, I think they're on to a winner. If they get that right, it's an absolute upgrade. Yeah, it's a pretty strong front line. But what you're saying there is they've got to figure it out. He didn't really figure it out necessarily in the, the the Knicks. He then moved over to the Wizards, in which he didn't really figure it out. And he's also spent a, a stint in Dallas with Luca, and also didn't figure it out. So I think you, you're almost asking a loss a lot of KP there. <laughs> yeah, he he had bigger expectations in those three places. There's no expectations from here because it's a pecking order. Like it was said, you know, it's yeah, it's Tatum, it, 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 it's Brown. And that's it. It's definitely the best look for him that he's been in, like the best system for him, I think. Um, what it also does is take Brown to the two and take him to the three, you know, and put Porzingis yeah. in there at four, which is interesting. And I think it makes them stronger defensively as well, although it makes them a much bigger team than they have been. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see. Staying in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. Cam Johnson returns on a four-year deal. Dennis Smith Jr., they've signed on a one-year deal. And Lonnie Walker on a one-year deal. Brick, swish, wedgie. I'm going to say that this is a swish purely on the basis that Cam Johnson is back. And I think it's really, really important had they obviously made all these big moves just a few years ago to, to bring in KD and Kyrie and Harden. And now they're kind of, those players are gone and they're bringing back these assets. If they'd let Cam Johnson go, they would have been just idiots so I think for the, for that fact they've still got their kind of young core Lonnie Walker played well as well last year so I think that's a, an improvement for them so I think overall this, this is a swish for the Nets yeah it's definitely a swish you've got they've got no, they had nothing really um, outside of KD and Kyrie and as soon as they got him they got those building blocks and uh, make sure you keep keep those is obviously priority number one um, and then you just need stop gaps who are not going to be awful. And that's what, you know, guys like Lonnie Walker are going to be expected to do. You let the uh, uh, Bridges and Johnson, let them develop what they got. And then a couple of years down the line, you decide whether to push your chips in. So yeah, this is a really good move. Yep, I agree with you there. I think it's uh, kind of the opposite to what some other teams have done, which we'll come on to in a little while. But they've uh, they've filled some short-term gaps, one-year contracts, pretty hassle-free. Yep, and they'll have cap space again uh, when free agents come up. And Brooklyn is an attractive place to go. So, 
Charlotte Hornets have signed, re-signed Miles Bridges, who didn't play last season, to a short-term contract and re-signed LaMelo Ball to a huge multi-year extension. Wedgie. Wedgie. Because it's the Hornets. When have they ever moved <laughs> the needle at all? Yeah, it hasn't made them any better. It, does, it yeah. doesn't no. make any difference what they do, who they sign, who they get rid of. <laughs> They're just stay exactly the same. Yeah, I think um, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree. You, you can't really say brick because they were awful last year right like they can't get much they can't get much worse than the team that gets the second overall pick um i'm interested to see lamello ball now he's got this this big deal um i know he's been plagued with injuries and, and things like this some people think he's absolutely great some people have been some people have been writing him off so i'm i'm kind of interested to see how this is going to go now he's got that money okay. Chicago Bulls uh, signed Javon Carter, previously at Milwaukee, to a three-year deal. Torrey Craig from the Suns uh, on a two-year deal. Kobe White returns on a three-year deal. And they lost their short-term loanee, Patrick Beverly um, to the Sixers. So Chicago Bulls, Swish, Brick or Wedgie? There's lots of wedgies at the minute, but I'm going to say Wedgie. Um, I think overall I like the addition of uh, Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. I think Kobe White, obviously a draft pick from a few years ago. Again, it would be silly. I know he hasn't kind of taken the world by storm since being at Chicago, but they'd be silly to see uh, a young asset go. Um, but again, then this isn't screaming, oh, the, the Bulls are trying to push for something next year. But at the same time, they've got some decent pieces. So I couldn't really say... Like you had role players like Tory Craig, Javon Carter alongside uh, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. They might have a slight improvement this year. So, Wedgie. Oh, this this is a brick. Um, I, I, I think a brick that is waiting for a Zach Levine follow-up tip, don't know. Because uh, I think they're just laying in wait for something. You, you hear um, Levine, you hear DeRozan, their names are, are in the uh, yeah. in the mix to, for trades. I think they're holding out, but they're holding out a bit long. But, um, you know, we'll see. At the moment, I don't think it makes them any better. I don't think... They're even as better as last year. Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the busier teams. Uh, they signed Ty Jerome to a two-year deal. Damian Jones um, with a trade with the Jazz. Karis Levert comes back on a two-year deal. They got George Niang previously at the Sixers and Max Struess from the Heat in a sign-and-trade. And all they've really lost with regards to rotation pieces was Chetty Osman. How do you rate the Cavaliers' move so far? Wish. They had a good team. Yeah, they had a good team last year. I think they, you know, towards the end of the season, they dipped off again. But they're just adding to their core of those little pieces, the little tinkering around the edges. Um, and Max Struess has had a great run. You know, he's really built a name for himself. So a well-deserved well big contract for him and, um, you know, a chance to step out of Jimmy Butler's shadow, maybe. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, this is definitely a swish. Karis Levert, it w- was a must to bring back. Um, George Niang, he's had a couple of decent games for the Sixers over the last few years. Good little rotation player. Um, and again, like you've just said there, Wardy, Max Struess, they've, they they lost a little bit of um, shooting in, in, in Seti Osman, and now they've got it again with Max Struess. Plus, he's got that kind of playoff um, experience that, that Seti Osman didn't. So I think overall, they, they've definitely improved here. I think Struess is really good. And Niang hit three hundred threes in the last two seasons there for the go. Sixers, which is pretty good bench production. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's a, a good look as well. I think that's a, that's a swish, only slightly, but it's definitely a swish. Another really busy team was the Dallas Mavericks. They've signed Seth Curry uh, again, two-year deal <laughs> again. Yeah, Dante Exum 
back in the league on a one-year deal. Richard Holmes um, from the Kings. Dwight Powell, of course, has come back on a three-year deal. Grant Williams on a sign-and-trade with the Celtics. And, of course, Kyrie Irving coming back on a three-year deal. Swish, Brick or Wedgie? Swish. Uh, I think they would be absolutely stupid not to offer Kyrie uh, another deal. Again, kind of going back to what we said with um, assets and, and what we said really with the Nets, you can't trade for these players and then let them walk, right? Um, I know we were saying last year that, oh, it's a six-month thing for Kyrie and then he's going to move on somewhere else, but Dallas have done what they needed to in kind of locking him down for a contract. Seth Curry, you know, is going to go off multiple times uh, in the year and it just gives them another offensive threat outside of Kyrie and... Um, Luca, um, Dwight Powell, I feel like is always going to be a Mav. And, and Grant Williams, maybe he can join the Mavs and shake off some of these kind of issues that he had with uh, the Celtics. Because I know kind of towards the end of his tenure there, uh, people weren't quite looking at him the same as they were maybe the season prior. Um, I think I agree. I think it's a swish. Right now in the off-season, that's the best move they could make. Um, I'm a little worried given Kyrie's rep uh, of what happened, because there wasn't, there wasn't a market for him. If you listen to all the rumours, not many people were interested in signing him. So it just makes me wonder if he's going to get his money and, you know, perhaps we see him move somewhere down the line. But you've got a talent like that. You've got to take it. And um, hopefully he can help bring some other players in as well. And I think you've got good pieces around the edge. I, like, I really like Grant Williams. I think he brings a little bit of toughness. He's got that experience with the Celtics. Um, I think he he work really well with Luca. I'm, I'm excited to see those two play together and Seth as well. Yeah, yeah we know, like, yeah. You know Curry and Seth have played together for mm-hmm. a long time. So uh, and obviously he's uh, Seth played with Luca as well, and he's someone who can spread the floor and, and hopefully get those guys more space. So I think it's a good look as well. The defending champions, the Denver Nuggets, um, importantly lost Bruce Brown to the Pacers and lost Jeff Green to the Rockets. Um, signed Justin Holiday on a one-year deal and then brought back a, a couple of rotational guys in Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. It's, it's say a, it. Let's go say with, it. Uh, Just say it's it. A, it's, a, it's a brick. I was, if you weren't going to say it, I was. You lost his sick. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do it because uh, I think they're still good. Because <laughs> you like the Nuggets. That's why you don't want to say nuggets. it, but yeah, it's a brick. I don't... I, th- I think they, they're still, you know, they're going to be one of the top teams next year. But uh, losing Bruce Brown is huge. I'm excited, though, to see if he's going to start rocking NASCAR stuff when he's in Indiana. <laughs> I hope he does. I want to see shout. how that's many places he can go to and uh, if he dresses Picks like up the city. fashion immediately, dresses like a local. Love it. That'd be brilliant. No, I, yeah. I totally agree. This is definitely a brick. Um, you have lost... Uh, a piece that was so vital to your championship uh, last year um, and well a couple of pieces I suppose that were quite important to, to the championship last year and all you've done is re-sign two guys that you basically didn't play and signed Justin Holiday, who you also probably won't play so you've only gotten worse and filled out your your cap space basically yeah justin holiday isn't going to be bruce brown no and it's not like reggie jackson deandre jordan are young players that might play more this year they'll if anything they'll play less yep. this year so yeah i think it's a brick as well um nice quick one detroit pistons 
I've uh, signed Monty Morris, Monty, Monte Morris from the, if he was British, he'd be Monty. He would be he? a Monty, yeah. <laughs> uh, Monte Morris from the Wizards uh, and Joe Harris from the Nets. Swish brick, wedgie. Wedgie. I mean, it's the Pistons, so meh. Yeah. Ah. I mean, they haven't really lost anyone, have they? So uh, it's just meh. Joe Harris is all right. Shoot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go wedgie too. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Golden State Warriors re-signed Draymond Green on a four-year deal. Corey Joseph on a one-year deal, Dario Saric on a one-year deal, and importantly, Chris Paul on a trade with the Wizards. Um, uh, this is tough, but I think I think Swish because I can't think of who who they've lost really outside of Jordan Paul. Um, yeah, uh, this this is a good move. It, it's a, it's a last ditch attempt, isn't it? Really for this squad. Yeah, bringing back Draymond. Uh, the only thing that isn't really a Swish is that size of his contract, but. You know, you've got to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Draymond is so important to the Warriors, um, regardless of his, his contract, sign, uh, contract size. I think um, as much as everyone said at the beginning of last season after the punch that uh, him and Jordan Paul, it wasn't going to have an impact on the team, whether or not it did. Like, I mean, it's just good to be able to put that behind you and, and move on. Uh, Chris Paul is obviously the interesting one because... It, is Chris Paul going to do a Russell Westbrook from last year? And are we going to see Chris Paul coming off the bench? Uh, obviously, you're not benching Steph, are you? So straight away, that inclines that Chris Paul is coming off the bench. And if he's starting, what, are you going to have a lineup of Steph, CP3, um, Clay, Draymond and Looney? Like, just, no, no. So I just, it's, it's going to be super interesting, but it's still a swish because I think you've brought in a uh, locker room leader in Chris Paul to help with the youngsters they have and Draymond Green was so essential. So uh, I think overall it's still a swish. I have so many questions about it as well yeah. because like, if you've got CP and Steph on at the same time, then they're absolutely ruined on defense. Yeah. Um, you, if you play that small lineup, say you have Draymond at five, Wiggins, Clay, yeah, oh, CP3 and I've got Wiggins, Steph. yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, or do you put Wiggins on the bench and have Looney? I, I still don't think it works. I'd definitely bring CP3 off the bench and then you have either Steph or, or Clay as your two. But you, you had with Paul, I know he wasn't reliable, but at least you had a punch coming off the bench. Like the, when, the times when he started as well, he had quite multiple 30 point yeah, games. Yeah. And they just haven't got anyone who can do that now. So they're really going to be reliant on their stars. I'm not saying Chris won't get them the ball because we, we know he will. We've seen that. But he's not going to come off the bench and give you a punch that you need. And, and nor is Saric and, and nor is Corey Joseph. So. They're going to also rely on Kaminga. I think that's where Paul's going to really. I think I see Paul coming off the bench mm. as a facilitator. You've got you've got leading a, the second unit. Yeah, you've got a, a top quality facilitator there to help your Kamingas of the world. Um, and is it Moses Moody's there of a young guy, isn't it? Like yeah, I think he's a, he's a decent yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I feel like really before Paul was a shoot first guard and he wasn't really helping get the others involved. Now you have a pure point guard facilitator to help get. Uh, those others involved I, I get that as well but you know and I'm not a massive fan of Jordan Poole but there are he does come off a bench and score and they are never going to be a good defensive team you know they're always yeah. going to be a team that's going to score more than they can concede and that's why they they win games so I just I can't see it at the moment I don't think I don't think even the Warriors will be able to see it until the first game and they go oh yeah. that's what it looks <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. oh that's yeah, yeah. okay right yeah okay so the busiest people uh, in the the trade uh, and and uh, free agency so far, the Houston Rockets, 
We'll start with a big one. Dylan Brooks, not going to China. He's signed with the Rockets on a huge four-year deal, which was first reported 80 million and now actually could be 90 million over four years. Jeff Green, he signed for one year. Aaron Holiday for one year. Uh, your friend, Matt, uh, Matt Ward, Jock Landale, has uh, got a four-year deal, but only the first year is guaranteed. Uh, and the other big one, Fred Van Vliet as well on the three-year deal. Brick, swish, wedgie for the Rockets. I think this is a swish because they're going in the right direction. They've been building for a while. No, don't give me those funny looks. You're out of a shocker. We're going positive. I think Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet is going to be great for them. D- Dylan Brooks, all right, we've had our fun poking the bear and doing stuff like that. He's, he's a good player. He's not worth 10 times what um, Russell Westbrook is making. But <laughs> <laughs> So ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? He's all right, and I'm not sure he's the kind of vet you want, but, you know, you've got Fred Van Vliet there. Jeff Green will be a good addition just, you know, to steady the, the roster in terms of age because they're very, very young. Um, I, I, I like their rookies. Um, I can't remember which one they got. Do you remember which one Armin they got? Thompson. Armin, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I like Armin Thompson as <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, they got one of the Thompson twins. Um, so, yeah, I, no, I think it's good. Um, like I said with the Brooklyn Nets you start with not very much and you just added pieces around the edge and, and you're only looking at half and Dylan Brooks quite small contracts we've agreed too much so far anyway come on uh, I'm I'm not going to be disrespectful purely to Fred Van Vliet and say that this is a brick but if they hadn't signed Fred Van Vliet this would have been a big brick um, I'm going to say it's a wedgie because they they do have a couple of decent players there. Like you've said there, Jeff Green, decent. Fred Van Vliet, decent. But why are you spending so much money on Dylan Brooks that is inevitably just going to get you awful headlines for the entire year? He's going to be on a team that has absolutely no expectations and he's going to think he's going to win a chip. Like, it, 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 no, you don't need that. Why do you want a team full of youngsters being led by a wannabe Stone Cold Steve Austin that just pisses everyone off around him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see it. I, it's, it's silly. I think they've made themselves very marginally better in the <laughs> present and absolutely ruined their future. Dylan Brooks, four-year yeah. deal. And no one's going to want him. Fred Van Fleet. No, no one's going to want him. Unless he has a Fred huge season this year. Unless he really cleans up his act this year and somehow they do well, <laughs> no one's going to want to touch that contract. He's got to be unbelievably defensive. Yep. He's got to keep his mouth shut yep. and he's got to contribute as well. Um, Freddie, it, it, um, like, I like Fred. If he'd, if he'd never won a ring w- with Kawhi, would anyone ever know who he was? A- absolutely not. He's a very average NBA player. He's earning more than Jalen Brunson. And we're talking about Jalen Brunson, you know, yeah. as someone who, you know, could have been an all-star. We're not talking about Van Fleet. And he's, he's earning more money. It doesn't make any sense. So I feel like with those two massive contracts, so, you know, they're two guards. They've already got Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., you know, in their guard rotation as well. I said to you guys in the intro that when I was in Paris, I sat next to Lethal Shooter uh, to watch the final. I said to him, well, what do you think about free agency? Houston have got about seven guards. He said to me, they're going to win about seven games. (laughs) And you know what? (laughs) They spent a lot of money to not take their win percentage up very much in my opinion yeah this is what i mean i think i like fred van vliet but he's the only reason he's the single only reason why i'm not saying a brick right now because and the only reason why i'm saying that it's not a brick is because they've gone from no stars to a lower tier star that's it yeah very lower tier 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, Indiana Pacers, Bruce Brown, uh, signed on a two-year deal. Tyrese Halliburton getting a five-year extension and tear-dropping from my eye, Obi Toppin uh, traded with the Knicks for a couple of draft picks. This is the biggest swish that we've spoken about so far, in my opinion. Wow. So far, I don't know if it's for the entire free agency. We'll get on to maybe one that I think might have won. Uh, I know a lot of people might have looked at Pozingas uh, being a, a big asset or maybe even um, kind of Golden State bringing Draymond back, etc. But you have brought back Tyrese Halliburton, who was absolutely amazing last season until he got hurt. He's going to be even better this year. Obi Toppin, who Mark, you have raved about all year. So straight away, you've... Oh, I don't want to talk yeah, about I know. It. I know you don't. I know you don't. And you've brought Bruce Brown. And bearing in mind Bruce Brown, as much as he didn't play this role last year, when he was with the Nets, he was playing a small ball centre role. And the one problem with the Indiana Pacers at the minute is they just don't have enough in that position. Other than Miles Turner... Who the hell do they have on their roster to play centre? So at least now they've got two bigger guys and they've brought back their young talent. I think this is great for the Pacers. Yeah, this is a swish. I was trying to think of something better than a swish. Maybe a swish with a hand in your face. But for all the same reasons, yeah. Matt. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think Toppin is probably a bit of a steal. 100%. He's a massive steal. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you get the Bruce Brown that was at the Nuggets. I don't think he has that same sort of impact. Um... I don't want to disrespect Mars Turner because he averaged over 20 and 10, which is really good for a centre. Um, but I don't think that team makes any kind of noise when it comes to May next year. They might they might make the playoffs, but I think that's it. But yeah, I think they're decent moves. Yeah. Uh, and if I was Bruce Brown, I probably would have taken the money as well because you got to get paid, boy. Um, the Clippers uh, signed Kenya Martin Jr., Trade with the Rockets. Mason Plumley comes back on a one-year deal, and steal of the century. Russell Westbrook on a two-year deal, of eight million. Brick swish wedgie. I'll let you go first, Wardy. Save me going on a rant. That was harsh. Wardy feels pressure there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wedgie, but it's a wedgie. It's a beautiful looking one. You know, stuck from the corner <laughs> on a three-point attempt, wedged in there really good. Takes two tips to get it out. It's a good wedgie. It's a, it's a viral wedgie. Yeah. It's a viral wedgie. Yeah, it's a yeah. wedgie which is like it's higher than the rim. Like it would, it, it it could like you thought it might go in. You know the shots where it's it like a, rather it's than being wedgie. in between the backboard and the things. Like when those miracle shots happen, where it sits like on the the edge of the backboard or yeah. the top. It's that type yeah. of wedgie where it's like how have you how is that physically possible wedgie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Wardy. Um, I love the fact that we've got Westbrook back. Love the fact that we've got Mason Plumley back. Don't really have an opinion yet on Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, not it's good, good energy yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm a bit upset that we got rid of Eric Gordon because I feel like replacing him with Kenyon Martin Jr. hasn't really improved us at all. And I'm still incredibly undecided. This is probably a topic for another day, but I'm incredibly undecided whether the Clippers should even bother this year or whether we should just blow it up. And quite frankly, I think I might have been a little bit happier sitting here saying our off-season move would have been Paul George for Scoot Henderson. Um, I love Paul George, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like we just don't have the firepower to do anything this year. And right now, as we sit here and speak, this ain't doing it for us. That being said, you never know with the Clippers. It might be that in uh, next time we're recording this, all of a sudden we've got Dame or Harden or something like that. You have no idea, do you? So we shall see. Chill. Chill. Yeah. 
Yeah, chill. Yeah. Like a day more hard. Hey, that's what the rumor chill. mill is telling us. Well, the... the rumor mill always has the Clippers. Every yeah, single yeah, yeah, player yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is always linked with the Clippers and the Knicks. I saw, I saw a rumor. Always. I saw a rumor the other day uh, that said that um, uh, we were trading Zubak, and uh, honestly, I genuinely my my heart dropped <laughs> and i like palms were getting sweaty and i was like no no we, this can't happen again i refuse to be a clippers fan if they trade away one of my favorite players again if zubach goes i'm gone that's the that's the bottom line i'm done anyway move on to the other right, move, team. moving on to the brighter side of la yeah. uh resigned Rui Hachimura on a three-year deal Jackson Hayes on a two-year deal Toreen Prince on a one-year deal Austin Reeves on a bargain four-year deal Cam Reddish on a two-year deal D'Angelo Russell returning on a two-year deal and Gabe Vincent from the Heat on a three-year deal Brick Swish or Wedgie Sibley Swish Swish oh, Swish Wardy was right Jesus in there Christ. yeah I actually like it's a big the swish yeah I actually like the moves the Lakers have made this year, you're always worrying, aren't you? It's, who can you fit in around LeBron and AD's contracts? And I think they've done a really good job. They, they've mastered it excellently. You know, Gay Vincent, we're going to see what he's like really now, aren't we? Um, the spotlight is on him after, you know, decent playoffs, signing a, a reasonable contract and then playing with Le- LeBron. Um, I like the Torian Prince signing just for a, a little bit of energy. Um, I think they've done really well. Yeah, um, it really, really pains me to say this, and I know there's another team that is very, very obvious, that's very personal to this podcast, that we could argue has won free agency so far. But have the Lakers actually really won free agency? Like, have the Lakers actually won it? I, th- I think you could argue it. I think you could argue it. No, no. No, like, like break this team down, okay? So Rue was already there yeah, last year. Yeah, great to bring him back. Great to bring him back. As was D'Angelo great Russell. Great to bring him back. Absolutely. But like, apart from Reeves, the other two did nothing. Uh, you know, they they done a little bit of contributing, but they didn't they didn't get them anywhere. So Gabe Vincent, really really good. Like really like Gabe. Really yeah. pleased for him. Is he going to come off the bench or is he start? Is he going to start? We'll see. Um, Cam Reddish like him but he has moved around almost as much as jeff green you know in the in the three years that he's been in the league and again no offense okay taurine prince great player no offense they've still got rando Vando uh, come off bench again no offense so you know three of your rotation players off the bench literally offer no points whatsoever yeah but at the same time Rui Hachimura can play more of an offensive load he had a few big games especially in the postseason where he's doing better absolutely he, he can score the ball so that's one player off your bench Austin, you can score Austin Reeves whether he starts or not but again you've got to think Austin Reeves will start yeah but Gabe Vincent even then like we, we were, I was talking not too long ago if you, are, if you remind yourself we were talking about him having like a Caleb Martin-esque finals I, I, I think Gabe's great I, I think you've got to start Gabe Gabe, Reeves, LeBron, AD, and I don't know who you play at centre. I don't know who they've even got left anymore. So what, what are you doing um, with D'Lo? Wouldn't it be Jackson Hayes? D'Lo's coming off the bench. No, you're starting D'Lo and Gabe's coming off the bench. You're starting D'Lo? No, why? What? You're telling me D'Lo's better than Gabe well, Vincent? No, I just said... Stop it. We're just talking about, like you just said, we just talking Yeah, about... I know, but I feel like D'Lo's... You said we're talking about D- Gabe Vincent as a potential finals MVP, and now you said D'Lo's going to start over him. Stop it. No, because I think in that situation, if Austin Reeves is starting, he's more of a shooting guard. Um, Gabe Vincent is more of a shooting guard. I know LeBron obviously is going to bring the ball up a lot, but... but... Gabe, was, Gabe was playing points. Was he? I thought he was playing two. Yeah. 
He had the ball in his hand all the time. Yeah. Now I sound like an idiot, don't I? I take it back. Sorry. Do apologise. I thought he was playing the two. Sorry. All right. I take it back. Nah, he started at one and Struis at two. Oh, uh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, they did share it. And again, Jimmy brought the I was ball up say, in a similar yeah. way to how LeBron will bring the ball up. Um, but I think you've got to start Gabe Vincent and bring Russell off the bench. And Hayes is a good energy guy as well. But I think they've had a decent off-season. I think you're good. Okay. But I don't think it's pushing him that much further. All right. Moving on. Memphis Grizzlies. Josh Christopher joins uh, via a trade with the Rockets. Desmond Bain has agreed a five-year extension. Derek Rose um, comes over from the Knicks. And Marcus Smart joins from the Celtics. Swish. Uh, I think they are really starting to go on the course correction here. Uh, you've brought in Marcus Smart instead of, um, obviously, um, why the hell have I just instantly... Dylan yeah, Brooks, massive yeah, upgrade. Yeah. Why the hell would I forget Dylan Brooks's name? Um, He's trying to get him out yeah, of his yeah, mind. It's yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, 100%, you've got rid of one um, defensive player and brought in a genuine previous defensive player of the year. Uh, you've brought back Desmond Bain, which is incredibly important. We were talking about locker room presence. You brought in Derek Rose, who is a very respected vet at this point. Um, and... Yeah, don't really know much about Josh, Josh Christopher, but just those three alone, I feel like this is definitely a swish. Yeah, it's a swish. I think just because they've obviously done a lot of thinking over the the time from, you know, Jars' first suspension up until now um, of, of how to make things better for him and more stable maybe and having a presence. They've not added any huge names or punchy scorers or anything that like that, but they've added vets. You know, Smart can contribute and he'll be brilliant um you know Derek Rose is not going to play a lot but he'll he might play more at the start of the season um and hopefully they get you know John Morant around him a lot learn a few tricks of the trade and just have those steady vets there and I think that's what their moves have been this year because they've got the talent they've got unbelievable talent as a team they just need to you know get everything else in place to make sure that they can really fulfill that Derek Rose is about a similar style gameplay to John Morant as you can get, neither of them particularly good three-point shooters, or they're both improving. And, you know, when Rose was younger, that's he played very similar to, to Morant. And in a previous podcast, we talked about how it was so important for them to get a really good veteran presence. And we we, we kind of chucked a few names around. Derek Rose and Marcus Smart. Perfect. Absolutely. Feel that, yeah. So perfectly. And, and Smart is a grinder. He's like Bane, but with a brain. Not Bane. <laughs> sorry, Brooks. I'm forgetting his name as well. He's like Brooks with a brain. Uh, Bain with a brain um, is great. Yeah, though. Bain with a brain is good. <laughs> Bain with a brain, yeah. <laughs> I can't get over Bain's T Rex arms. His arms are so tiny. And he's <laughs> massive as well, isn't he? Like, he's yeah, been hitting the gym crazy. a little bit too much, I think. Yeah, he, lo- he looks like he just does chest non stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think they're, they're, they're really good moves. And I think it makes them um, a little bit better. Um, uh, the finalists from last year, the Miami Heat, signed Thomas Bryant from the Lakers on a two-year deal. They've got Kevin Love on a two-year deal and Josh Richardson. But importantly, lost Struess, lost Vincent um, and the potentially still injured Victor Oladipo as well. Do we even need to talk about this one other than the fact that this is a brick? Um, this is talk about just... The Miami Heat had one of the greatest stories last year in NBA history, getting all the way to the finals. And all of the players that got them there, bar Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin, uh, have now gone. Okay, 
Bam as well in there, of course, but th- th- they were always going to stay there because of contracts, etc. But yeah, all of that supporting cast that we were raving about, which one's going to go off next? They are all gone. And you've replaced it with Josh Richardson, I'm pretty sure has already been on the heat before and you traded him away. So why do you think he's going to replace what you've just lost? Kevin Love staying is great because he did have an impact in the playoffs, but no, this no. Just no. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a brick. I, I think the Heat are going to struggle with this all the way through. Heat culture is brilliant because you find the diamond in the rough, polish it up, and we saw what it did this year. We had all these incredible breakout games. They work so well together. Like the energy and the intensity from those guys who were not earning a great deal in terms of NBA comparisons, you've made them into brilliant players. And of course, they're going to go get the money because that's what, you know, Everybody wants to play. I assume everybody wants to be playing basketball because they love it. But the bottom line is you need to make money to keep your, you know, you want to look after your family for years and years and years to come. And you don't get that many opportunities to get paid, do you? No, no, you've got to cash in. So you can't be, you can't be mad. And the Heat absolutely wouldn't have got rid of them if they could afford them. Um, it's just unfortunate. Uh, but this, this could all change around in a couple of weeks. Because they could get Dame. This is absolutely crying out for Dame. Because if not, you've got Carl Lowry and Josh Richardson at your one and two. Uh, or maybe Carl Lowry and Tyler Hero. Um, but it's not looking not looking pretty. But yeah, uh, if Dame's going to go anywhere, let, let's hope it's uh, it's there. Because that could be a serious contender. If so, at the moment, they might not. I mean, it, we, we talked about it last year and they barely made the play in. And then they ended up in yeah. the finals. So <laughs> who knows what will happen in Miami. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks signed Malik Beasley. Uh, Jay Crowder comes back on a one-year deal, which is good because they traded half the team for him last year. Um, Brooke Lopez returns on a two-year deal after uh, almost going somewhere else on a massive contract. And he's brought his brother with him this time as well, Robin. Uh, and Chris Middleton uh, returns on a three-year deal. Quickly on this one, Brick Swish, Wedgie. 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 Yeah, they haven't got really any better, have they? But that'd be about the same again. The Timberwolves have re-signed Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They've got Troy Brown, Anthony Edwards obviously signing that big rookie extension and Shake Milton, Brick, Swish or Wedgie? Swish just because Anthony Edwards is going to destroy the league this year based on based yep. on all his pre-season bits. Uh, it's a Wedgie. They've not really done anything. Yeah. yeah, pretty much the same same roster. Yeah. New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Herb Jones comes back on a four-year deal and Cody Zeller um, coming on a one-year deal. It's a brick, come on. I mean, at least Jackson Hayes is exciting. Yeah. Didn't he also assault someone? <laughs> he did assault someone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, oh, man, but that's what Woody finds <laughs> exciting. He's a Charles Barkley fan. He's all about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't like that bit. Um, I, I, this is kind of... A, a, solid wedgie in it really i mean it can't it can't be a swish if the most exciting thing is herb jones i mean he's a great player but it's pretty wedgie <laughs> in it it's true. yeah 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 okay uh the knicks uh obviously uh said goodbye to Derek rose it wasn't really in the rotation and obi topping uh, which i'm still sad about but have signed dante divincenzo to add another villanova wildcat to that rotation so there's uh there's three uh, from the uh, the team there. If we can just get Mikel Bridges, we'll be all right. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo on a four-year deal. Brick, Swish, or Wedgie? Brick, just because of the fact that I know you loved Opie Toppin and uh, he's gone. So, I mean, Brick. Uh, it's, 
I like, I like Di Vincenzo, so let's go wedgie. And re-sign Josh Hart as well. Oh, okay, uh, now it's a wedgie. I'm pretty, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I don't think it makes us uh, exponentially better. Um, and it's a bit of a shame to lose top in. We definitely need someone at the four uh, to back up Randall now. But yeah, uh, Timochenko is a good player. OKC, they seem to do loads, but that's because they've got so many picks to play with. They're just chucking them around. But actually, kind of solid moves. Davis Bertans has come over from the Mavs and Victor Oladipo. Of course, they had maybe Rudy Gay, maybe Patty Mills. They've, they've had everyone else, haven't they? For short periods of time as well. <laughs> um, but I mean, the big thing for them is obviously going to be Chet. Uh, coming back so uh, OKC Brick Swish Reggie I think in terms of their off-season moves I'm really it's a very fine line between a wedgie and a swish I like Oladipo going back but at the same time at his point in his career is he really pushing the needle that much and can he play exactly I know it's not an off-season move but Czech coming back is going to be massive for them that being said based on off-season moves I actually think it's just a wedgie yeah it's just a wedgie. You get the feeling that they're playing the long game, so you're not going to get these huge splashy moves. You know where some people, some teams will just go. We've got some money, we've got to spend it. Let's do this. But they'll get the old vets, not play them, and get a load of draft picks as well. I think they're up to 37 or something, which is ridiculous. Uh, the Magic uh, signed Joe Ingles on a two-year deal, and Maurice Wagner has signed a pretty decent two-year deal as well. Yeah, got to be a wedgie, isn't it? I mean, it's a Magic. Uh, no, sorry, do apologise. Take that completely back. It is oh, a break I know where you're going. because Bowl Bowl's <laughs> so gone. lost. Bowl Bowl, yeah. <laughs> Idiots! They had the answer right in front of them. I'm it so bad. Now, uh, honestly, as soon as I booked my trip over. to Flo- as soon as I booked my trip to Florida, I was like, I finally get to see an NBA game. I'm going to watch the Magic play. I'm going to watch Bowl Bowl. I'm going to get the jersey with Bowl Bowl on the back, and they fucking get rid of him. Honestly, uh, mate, you cursed Brick. Him. It's like that weird thing we were talking about with Brooke when you buy a jersey with someone's name on and they leave. You booked the holiday to Florida and Bowl Bowl left. No. Brick. There's plenty of outlets. There's plenty of outlets in Orlando. That's true. You, you can pick up a cheap one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll go to the Heat and you can still watch him. Yeah, true. There we go. Uh, the Sixers uh, signed Pat Bev on a one-year deal. Mo Bamba, former Magic player, um, on a one-year deal. Montrez Harrell returning on a one-year deal. And Paul Reed. Um, after signing an offer sheet with the Jazz, um, he is going back to Philly on a three-year deal. I think I'm going to I'm going to go Brick just because Harden hasn't made any decision yet, and he's probably going any. But it's really hard for a team to make those, you know, additions. Yeah, and you're probably holding well. out. Yeah, exactly, because you don't know what you're going to get in return, um, which makes it really hard. And you know, someone like Harden is going to have a lot of re- leverage where he goes. So I think uh, I'm going to ungrade this one because I'm not sure where to go yet. Can I do that? That wasn't an option. You can't Stop ungrade it. something. Brick, swish, wedgie. Can I not make my own rules up? No. Where's your car? Brick, swish, or wedgie. If you don't know, oh, it's let's, go, let's go wedgie then. Yeah, right. Right. I'm going to go wedgie as well. So, okay. yeah, I think it's Depends a wedgie. on Harden, doesn't it? A lot yeah. of it. Um, okay. Now we move on to the Suns. Here we go. So, Yuta Watanabe coming over on a one year deal. Josh Koji returns on a two year deal. Damian Lee returns on a one-year deal. Eric Gordon coming over from the Clippers. Drew Eubanks, uh, former Spurs and Portland centre, agrees to a two-year deal. But the big one, of course, Bradley Beal coming over from the Wizards. So, Matt Sibley, do you want to go first on this one? Is this a brick swish or wedgie? It has to be, it has to be a swish, doesn't it? I mean, my controversial take earlier, the Lakers have won. 
I mean, they really haven't, have they? Phoenix have won. I'm taking it back already. When when you look at all of those, and also uh, watched um, or listened to part of the JJ Reddick Old Man and the Three podcast, and they were talking about this and saying about how absolutely incredibly smart all of these signings are. A lot of the one-year deals, they are... Um, reachy players that can shoot well at three that are going to be a good supporting cast they're all on one year deals or two year deals with player options meaning basically they um, I think the rule is that they have a say in where they can get traded because of it so from like the players perspective they're all just excellent minimum contract deals and you've got Bradley Bill and I guess he's all right so yeah Phoenix definitely a swish and you saw what Anabi was one of the best three point shooters in the league uh, yep. last year as well I mean we talked about Bill before uh, on the show, but Wardy, you still giving us a swish, I'm assuming. Yeah, give us a swish on the Brad Bill Mad Deal. Because that yeah, was Brad Bill, that, was, that was the one. But um, yeah. I think more importantly, like you said, those moves around the edges, Watanabe, um, Eric Gordon, they're the key ones because you do need to flesh mm. out your squad with, you know, something else. I think we're still we're still lacking um like a three and D, you know, like a proper, you know, defensive like I like to with Craig. Um, <laughs> <Dan> Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think. I think Mikel Bridges. He might be available. Yeah. yeah. So you could, I'll tell you what. If you now. trade KD, you could probably get them back. <laughs> Do you have the receipt for him? Tell you what, there's a guy from uh, Milwaukee as well. He, he'd look good in his Suns uniform. Crowder, Crowder, Crowder. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> As, um, Drew yeah. Eubanks is a good signing as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, excellent player. I don't, I don't think you need anyone too big to fill that role. You know, you, we've done really well with Jock Landau and Bismack um, in previous years, just filling the spot minutes. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think Drew Eubanks can do the same. Um, it, yeah, it's, it, it's good. It adds it adds a lot. Um, it just means disappointment is going to be so much harder uh, when, you know, I'm sitting here in May watching them go out maybe. It's, they've got to have a perfect season, haven't they? It, it, they've got a brilliant team. It's going to be fun to watch to see those guys all playing together. It's pretty much what KD had at the at the uh, Brooklyn Nets, really. We know yeah. how that went. Yeah, it's pretty much the same kind of uh, team in formation. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, moving on to the Trailblazers. Let's ignore Dame because he's still there. He's still officially a Blazer, although you know potentially going to be moving as he's handed in that, that transfer request. Jeremy Grant has re-signed um, five-year deal and Matisse Thibault's re-signed on a three-year deal. Brick swish wedgie. I think it's a brick. It's quite solid. Um, and Scoop, he's a, you know, he can count as an off-season. I think he's yes, gonna be, yes. He's going to be good as well. Um, I, I like it. Brick. Yeah, I, yeah, no, it's not a brick. I think this is. I think this is. You called a brick. Not. You said brick. Did I say brick? You oh, said a I brick is quite solid. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant. I meant swish. I thought this is quite good. Oh, what? Oh. I say, Wait a minute. You've got I a brick say, to swish. No, What's I'm going on wrong. here. I, said the wrong word. I think on? I said it's a brick because they got scoot, which is clearly not the case. Um, oh, no, it's a swish. Okay, swish because they got scoot. All right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm Matt, Matt Sibley. This is, this. <laughs> this is it's still, still a brick. This is still a brick. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Grant yeah. is that contract is probably the most outside of Dylan Brooks is one of the most untradeable contracts in the Outrageous. universe. And it's five years. He's only going to get worse in those five years, <laughs> meaning it's going to be harder <laughs> to trade. Like it, it's silly, absolutely silly. Matisse Fireball is kind of like a meh and scoop. 
Scoot can only control so much. Like Scoot's going to be great. Scoot's a future all star, but they're going to lose Dame, and they've just signed Jeremy Grant. He can just sit back and chill now. So yeah, stupid, stupid. It's moves. It's going to be Scoot's team, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sacramento Kings uh, signed Chris Duarte from the Pacers, uh, re-signed Alex Len and Trey Lyles. Sabonis obviously uh, agreed that multi-year extension. And Sasha Vezkanov. Vezenkov? I'm going to get that right by the end of the season. Sasha Vezenkov, who was the EuroLeague MVP, uh, has signed on a three-year deal as well. Um, he's an excellent three-point shooter. So... Not a dissimilar lineup to what they had last season. Brick, swish, or wedgie? I'm going to say it's a wedgie, but by saying it's a wedgie makes it a swish because the beam's already lit, baby. So uh, they're already <laughs> on the up and up. So, no, okay. I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it's a swish. Yeah, Audi. Oh, I'm going to go swish. Locking up, um, yeah, Sabonis is good. And I really, I really like Chris Duarte. I, I do, uh, yeah. I'm interested to see what he can do. Yeah, I do. And, and the, the, the move for Sasha, I won't pronounce his surname again, um, I'm really interested to see him play in, in yeah, the States. I am as well. You know, it, it was a pretty uh, low risk deal for them. They haven't given up anything. Um, so it'll be it'll be great to see how he gets on. The Spurs uh, obviously have got the number one draft pick. Um, they've also signed Reggie Bullock. They've signed Trey Jones, uh, re-signed Trey Jones. Um, and they've picked up Seddy Osman and Lamar Stevens as well from the Cavs. Um... Wedgie. Okay. Yeah. Wedgie. All right. I would have given that a swish personally because I think Bullock's a really good three point shooter. Uh, Teddy Osman's a nice uh, role player. And Lamar Stevens was an absolute bargain. Uh, one of the best contracts the Cavs signed him on. Uh, and he's got quite a lot of potential as well. So I think they've definitely got better. Yeah. With but Armour as well. If we're I counting s- Scoot, then we've got to count Webby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, but we said this last time with with Wemby. I think he needs someone that is a bit of a vet to really kind of guide him, and um, I I don't really see that there. Yeah. So okay, maybe Rudy Gay will end up there again. Hey. Yeah. They're they're just making sure they don't lock up all of their money. They're going to see what Wemby develops into. Yeah. What they're going to need to These fill around him. Moves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Him, and and shooters around him to spread the floor. Yeah, yeah. just going to let him play it out, see how he gets on. You know, everyone's going to be looking at him anyway. Um, so you you can take your time. You know, he's a 7'4", 19-year-old. He he's going to need a lot of time. So there's no rush. No rush at all. I think he's actually 8'4". Uh, 8'4", uh, yeah, okay. Watching him down. In, in Summer League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His arms are uh, definitely longer in the, in the States, aren't they? Unreal. In that Spurs jersey, he <laughs> looks like a creator player. Like if you put the longest arms on a creator player, that's what he looks like. Oh, um, the Toronto Raptors uh, signed Jalen McDaniels. They've re-signed Jakob Pertl and signed Dennis Schroeder on a two-year deal and obviously lost Freddie Van Fleet. Does it move the needle for the Raptors? Brick. Brick. They, they lost Brick. their number two player. Brick. Yeah. All right. The Utah Jazz um, signed that extension with Jordan Clarkson and have now picked up John Collins as well to add to that roster. So it's quite a big front line they've got now um, with Markinen, um and what's the rookie? Oh, don't Kessler. do this to me. Walker Kessler. Kessler Walker. Yeah. Walker Kessler. Kessler Walker. No, Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. Yeah. Walker Kessler. Yeah, his yeah. first name's um, his last name. His last name's his first name. Well, I mean, it sounds yeah. like that anyways. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, Jazz with Clarkson re-signing and adding John Collins. Um, 
Oh, wedgie. I think this is yeah, a, a slight I, I think you I think you're crowding the front court. Yeah, like you say, um, Kesler, uh, Matt Markkinen. I don't know what he adds outside of those without taking, you know, something away. But we'll see. Um, they lost... Uh, oh, did they? Who am I thinking? They, they definitely they lost a couple of people in the trade to the Lakers last year, didn't they? Obviously, Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt. Yeah. There he was. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, they needed to kind of plug that hole, and John Collins c- can do that. Uh, I think he could play well in a, in a new area, in a new team. So I think overall, it's a slight swish. Yeah, I think he can play four when um, Markkinen's sitting, and he can play five yeah. when Kessler's sitting. So it, yeah, it, it works quite well. Um, last but not least, the Washington Wizards, who were really active in a trade, mostly like by accident, it's, it felt like, yeah. but they had a couple of pieces that needed to move. So um, they've got Tyus Jones, who I'm a big fan of, um, Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala um, from the Celtics. Uh, Carl Kuzma um, has uh, coming back on a four-year deal. And then, of course, Jordan Poole uh, coming over from the Warriors and Landry Shamet. This is it's just a just a weird team, isn't it? <laughs> and because of, of course they've lost Pazingas and Beal. So yeah, I mean, purely purely on that base, it has to be a brick, doesn't it? I mean, you're expecting Kyle Kuzma to be your number two guy because I'm assuming Paul's number one now, right? Which that is in he? itself is weird. No, are you saying Kuzma's one? Kuz is he is one. I think it's just the fact that he's been there longer. Yeah, no, that's yeah. bullshit. That's when someone gets like that, that, that's like someone gets the promotion at work because they've been there longer than you. But actually, they're worse at their job. Like that's Carl Kuzma. No, no, surely not. You yeah, think Jordan Poole's better than Kuzma? I think Kuzma's no. actually better than Poole. Much better. I think so as well. I don't know. But yeah, because Paul's Paul's a lot more one-dimensional. Uh, Kuzma can add a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Could you tell me what um, this and that is? Like. You said, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great is. sweaters. And <laughs> there can, we go. Other than tunnel fits, does he really great bring Great sweaters much? can put a ball in the basket. That's all you need. It's a really odd team. Like I feel like Tyus Jones is going to be out there. You know, Tyus Jones, he just likes to hit a few threes and want wrong. <laughs> yeah. like, pass the ball. He's going to be like, what am I doing with these? Like, oh. like, where do I go? Who do I give it to? Gallinari and Mike Muscala aren't going to have a clue no, what's going no. on in their kind of veteran presence as well. Yeah. So really odd really really odd one i mean i tell you what they've got some guys who can really light it up from three landry shamut tyus <laughs> jones gallinari muscala jordan Poole. well there's about 200 points there but there's not yeah. enough shots for them um, i i would almost guarantee that two of those uh i would say one of them at least doesn't make it through the summer no uh, and another two will be traded um before the season's over because people are going to want to pick up those shooters the only other thing i was about to say is are the washington wizards this year's Utah Jazz. No, no, no. Okay, we're on the same page. Just wanted to <laughs> well, just wanted to make conversation. You're, talking, you're no, telling right. me Kuzma's Larry Markkinen. That's yeah. not happening. Well, we didn't. Think, be... We didn't think Larry Markkinen was Larry Markkinen last year. <laughs> yeah, fair. So... I think they'll be exactly the same when it comes to preseason. But I don't think they'll they'll have the good season by then. They, they are the ultimate third team in a three team trade, aren't they? Oh yeah, they've yeah. taken all the all yeah, the terrible contracts, all yeah. the dumping grounds, got rid of all their assets, and I hope that they can miraculously rebuild something. But what are they rebuilding around? It's, no, it's they're bizarre. Gonna to, they're going to have to tank and hope for a good draft pick in a yeah. in a few years' time. They just um, they've done something for the sake of doing it. But that's the most we've ever talked about the Wizards yeah, on this podcast. That so that feels like yeah. a good time Con- to congrats, end this Wizards fans. Yeah, <laughs> <Where> we've <laughs> talked about way too long, 
Um, but hopefully, given a really good rundown, a very thorough rundown, and our opinions um, on some of the free agency and trade moves that have happened. Um, just to finish off the pod, should we just give a quick recap on Summer League? Yeah. We mentioned earlier, Wemby had a terrible first game by his standards, but then bounced back with 27 in his second game. Yeah, I think um, that first game, obviously, number one versus number two, what, Victor Wemanyama versus Brandon Miller, um, I think everyone was expecting Wemby to come out and score 150 points and get 78 blocks. And it was his first time on that NBA stage, really. I think nine, eight, three and five blocks. I think if it wasn't for the five blocks, you would be looking at that stat and thinking it was awful. I mean, I've said modest in the headlines because it's not like he didn't contribute. But when you look at how much he, he produced in that game, wasn't he something like three for 13 or two for 13 or something like that? Like Two for 13, two for yeah. 13. It wasn't great. Obviously, bounced back in, in game two. And uh, this is what we kind of expected from Wemby. 27 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks, nine for 14 from the field. Looked way, way better. So, uh, I mean, that being said... They won the first game and lost the second. So maybe Wemby should stay bad and they might win some games. But uh, overall, I think we're going to see positive things from him from, from now on. Woody, any thoughts on Webby or any thoughts generally on Summer League? I mean, we talked earlier about the sophomores have really, really been playing well. They asked Jabari uh, Smith Jr. why he'd come back for his second year. And he said, well, I didn't do as much as I wanted to in my first year. So why wouldn't I get more reps in? And I love that. Love that attitude. Absolutely love that for him. And he's had a couple of 30-point games. Trey Mann's had some really good games as well. So we've seen some really good second-year players. Anyone caught your eye, Wardy? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jabari, he was great. And a bit unexpected as well, because it's always strange to see someone come back to play Summer League um, when they've been there. Sometimes even strange to see the top rookies get you know a lot of play, because normally they just twist an ankle in the first game and then that's it, isn't it? But um, it's it's been fun so far. Um Outside of those performances, it's really hard because I forget whatever what it's called. But it is nice when you see a guy who gets hot and you think, oh, he's quite good. And then you never hear from him again. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just summer league, isn't it? And then you, you see him on a different roster at the end of the season. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a good it, showpiece for players who might not make the yeah. league as well, where they'll get a G League, um, you know, potentially, or, or maybe go to Europe. I know, like, the London Lions scout is over there watching games at the moment. So there's plenty of opportunities for play, for people. Yeah, but it, it is great for one-off, um, you know, great plays. I think the best one I've seen is um, the second game of Wemby's, his block, um, uh, uh, block and then dunk. Uh, yeah. How he managed to block, because he, he seemed like he wasn't even bothered playing defence. And all of a sudden, the shot's gone up, and he's put his arm up, and that, that wasn't even like a real reach block. It's like you do when you're playing kids. You know, when I play with Milo, he tries to block me. I just give him one of the little, you know, half height blocks, and it was so good to see him get up that high it, that yeah. quickly, and then just get down the court. And actually, he doesn't look too awkward <laughs> again up and down no. the floor, uh, which, which is a really good sign because that's not, uh, you know, that's not um, always a, a, something that you, that you see with guys that big. Um, but I'm excited to see Chet versus Wemby at some point, just to see 16 foot going at it. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, there was one particular play where I thought he really had trust in his teammates, where um, uh, someone from the Pistons, I can't remember who it is now, shot a three. Wemby just about got a fingertip on it, but the ball, if you look at it, is still kind of shot up and over him. And the second 
that Wemby's uh, feet hit the ground, he sprinted off down the other end of the court. And straight away, you could tell he's like, yeah, I know someone's behind and straight away went down the other end and got a basket. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Chet versus Wemby is really what everyone is is looking for. And it's almost a little bit of a shame because I know Scoot's going to absolutely kill it this year. Not still convinced on, on Brandon Miller too, too much. There's going to be a couple of surprises with like Armand Thomas and things like this. But it almost takes a little bit of a shine away from Scoot. The fact that really we're talking about uh, Rookie of the Year next year being Wemby or Chet. <laughs> um, but it's going to be an interesting one. Absolutely. Um, and I know I said that was the last bit, but we haven't talked about the tournament. So just really, really quickly, the NBA announced the in-season tournament, which is a terrible name. I think it's something good for it. The WNBA, have the, they call it the Commissioner's Cup. Like, just give it something good. The NBA, in-season tournament, brilliant. Uh, so they, they've announced it this week. Um, it, all 30 teams will play a regular season game, which will four regular season games. All of them apart from which, the final are regular season. Yes, so regular season games, which will count towards uh, it, it, essentially the the, the, the teams. Uh, so all 30 teams have been split into five groups based on last year's standings. You'll play four regular season games uh, in um, November based on how you do the top six. So the winners of each group plus two wild cards, obviously the best records, I'm assuming. Yep. They haven't really announced that yet. We'll go through to a knockout round, um, which again, as you said, will be regular season games. Um, and then it will go through to a semi-final and a final, which will be played in Las Vegas. And the, they are not regular season games. <laughs> and the winner will be the winner of the NBA in-season tournament. That lovely, catchy name. Um, tell me your thoughts on this, guys, because I just don't get it. They've, they've called it the in-season tournament because they're not sure it's going to stick around for longer than a season or two. <laughs> they didn't want to call it like the, the Kobe Bryant Cup yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not going to pick. Speak. Yeah, you're not going to put a name on it. Like you, you know, I think uh, the the David Stern Cup had been floated out there. Um, yeah. It's odd, and it made my brain hurt because I couldn't work out how you do. A, I got the round bit that you could fit that into the regular season because everyone plays the same amount of games. But when you get to the knockout stage. How you can make that fit? I think it's because you're only going to play one game. So you always play two games per season against another team, right? So you, you by that time, you might have played against that team once, but you definitely wouldn't have played against them twice. So yeah. if you, that would be your second game uh, against them if you were to face them in the semifinals. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, and no, I still don't get it because it feels like you have to flex the schedule around a little bit. A little bit you would, yeah. So say Knicks have already played the Rockets, okay, and then they ended up playing them again in the, in a semifinal. That means that their later fixture in the season would would, would be that uh, have already been played. Oh, uh, okay, right. I'm, yeah. Right, so yeah, it, I'm it is going to mess with the schedule big time. Like for yeah. the arenas, it's an absolute nightmare. Like because they're going to lose you know, mm -hmm. potentially lose games. So, so I, I mean, I guess the NBA will reimburse them for those, um, you know, for the, the tickets that they'll lose on, on those games, which will be played in Las Vegas instead. I don't see what the appeal of it is personally, but hey, well, they want to make, they want to make it more exciting than just the playoffs, don't they? I, on the other hand, think this is absolutely fantastic. I think it gives opportunity for lesser teams to win something. Um, and the fact that they've managed to incorporate it, um, the fact that they've managed to incorporate it into regular season games, I think is really, really important because realistically, the big moan whenever they were talking about an in-season tournament was 
it's going to add more games. 82 is already bad enough. We're going to add more to it. Uh, I think this is the perfect storm of being able to... Realistically, if you make the final, you're playing one extra game in which it's already been announced that you get to win the cup. But not only that, there's a prize pool, so there's money involved in it. And they've already announced that every single game is nationally televised. So the teams are going to have incentive to want to be on there. Uh, I do think it's interesting basing the brackets on last year's standings because you have the likes of the Phoenix Suns that were in the kind of second tier. You can see from the bandings, all the teams that finish like one, two, three are kind of in the top. Then you've got the teams that are kind of like four, five, six next. So the Phoenix Suns are obviously in that pool of being a second tier team, essentially. Now they've made all of these moves. Um, it's going to be super interesting in future seasons but I think this is a really really good idea and uh, I'm excited to see what happens because I do think also the fact that it contributes towards the regular season standings just means that teams aren't going to be sitting their stars because that was also the other thing as well it was our oh, in-season tournament fine we're just going to let all the rookies play actually now this matters to the teams that are on the fringe so you could see a team that's around the play-in win this cup and that could then contribute towards them making the playoff so I think that's quite cool it's absolutely worth a go to try something new and we've seen that from um, Adam Silver over the last few years he's not afraid to switch it up because the game's totally different to what it was 30 years ago yeah. um, unfortunately I think the only exciting game in this whole tournament is going to be the final because it's just uh, it's just another game you would have been seeing it in November, you would have been seeing the same one in January. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. But, you know, it'd be exciting to see in the final because we don't ever have a one-game final in the NBA because we do series. It'd be nice to see how these players can can do that. And we saw it a little bit with the play-in, didn't we? Yeah. Where you get that, that more intensity because, you know, if you don't win, that's it. You're done. You can't come back in game two and have a better game. You've got to put it all out there. So it might actually make a, a very, very interesting quarterfinal, semifinal. Yeah. And then final. But I think the final will be the showpiece. And I think you're right. I think they can make a bit of a meal of it. I think you're right. But I also think it does bring a little bit more to the teams that care. And we'll very, very, very quickly see the teams that care versus the teams that don't. But I do think it brings a little bit more intensity to that kind of November, December period. Because realistically, that's kind of a little bit of a lull in the NBA when you really think about it. It's not early enough where people want to kind of get off to a storm. But it's also not late enough where, I mean, really, you think NBA, it all kind of kicks off post all-star break like i'm hoping that this might bring a little bit more of a spark pre all-star game leading up to that um you never know but i think again we're all speculating here i'm excited by the idea of it um but it could also be an absolute train wreck and that also equally excites me because drama is also as entertaining <laughs> as happiness right but uh I, overall we shall see lots lots to look forward to this season um I think that probably brings us to a good natural close. Uh, talk about us um, making up for lost time. You can enjoy about an hour and 20 minutes of us now, there or thereabouts, hour and 15, something like that. Uh, and with that, I would like to say thank you for listening to the Hoops and Recreation podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Sneakers and Recreation on Instagram and keep up to date with all things Hoops and Recreation. And until next time, guys, goodbye.